This is Melinda Carmichael, and this is my new podcast, Calloused Hands Pray the Hardest, where scripture meets my life in agriculture. So buckle up, Buttercup, we're going to tell some stories. Happy New Year, everyone. I hope 2019 finds you all well. Um, This is your friendly reminder that we have one more year until it's the Roaring Twenties again, and I expect us all to start partying like the Great Gatsby. Uh, Every year, everybody, you know, blows up Facebook with, you know, New Year, New Me, all that crap. It never works. Um, Big New Year's resolutions, like trying to lose weight and everything, it's too much for not a whole lot. So um, I always try and keep my New Year's resolutions really simple. So this year, um, I just want to try and call my mom every day because I forget. I get busy and then I forget to call my mom. And she's also busy. They, They run their own business and everything. And, um, so I just want to try and call my mom every day because I forget and it goes on a week or so. And then I feel like a jerk child calling my mom cause I haven't called her in a week and then to pack my own lunch because one, it's healthier for me. And two, it's the better financial option. So, um, every year we do a, f- uh, a Facebook album with Munchkin and last year was making memories and we did a bunch of stuff. Um, and that's what I'm going to go through today is like everything that we did last year, all the big, you know, high points and low points of last year. And this year I named the album dream big. Um, because 2018 was really shitty for us. It, it, it was hard. And, um, but there was good and bad. And I think everybody needs to remember. And, you know, sometimes everybody just needs a reality check that sometimes life can be shitty, but there's good, good parts to it too. And, you know, Sometimes when you get drugged drug back, it's just to, so you can get launched forward again, like an arrow. So, um, uh, that being said, I, I, I used, um, Palms 3418 a lot this year. And that is the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves the, those who are crushed in spirit. And my God, I use that a lot this year. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and get a drink of coffee, and we're going to go through and start with January last year, okay? Okay, so last year started off with me on the very beginning, the first week of January, dyeing my hair turquoise. And that was cool for about 24 hours. And then I washed it. And then I went from this really pretty shade of turquoise, which I loved, to sloth green. All the blue ran out of it the first time I washed it, and it literally looked like my hair was mildew green. So um, I dealt with it for a couple days, and I got a hold of a friend of mine who um, has a salon, and she does um, she specializes in coloring hair. So I, I got a hold of her, and I'd always wanted to do like the unicorn hair and stuff, like the, the, the bright colored hair. And we made an appointment for that. And then on the 18th, I totaled my car. I was going to work. It was early. I had to be at work at 6, 6.45. Um, I was headed to work. And we were still living at the dairy farm. And there was access roads because there was two well pads on the road. And they had been plowing out the access road. But not really like plowing it out good, I guess is the word I want to say. And it kind of made a, a ramp off of it, and that was also on a bend. So when I went around the bend, it had iced over. 
So my car kicked sideways, and when it kicked sideways, it hit the soft side of the bank, and it literally just sucked me over and just sucked the whole car over the bank. And the only thing that stopped me from rolling over was the fact that I crashed into a tree. Not the front of the car, the side of the car. So I, that's how I got my concussion that caused all the problems, you know, a couple, you know, a couple months ago. And then the day after that, I went ahead and went and did my unicorn hair. And here's a fun fact. If you buy boxed hair dye off the shelf and it says semi-permanent, don't trust it. It's a lie. Because it said it would come out in, you know, 10 to 14 washes. We bleached my hair. I went to a professional salon to have my hair bleached, lightened, so we could dye it pink and purple and blue. And the bleach was still shamrock shake green. And I had it bleached four times to do the unicorn colors, the, the pinks, the purples, and the blues. And then it got it got too much. And in the summer, I went back to um, my regular hairstylist to have it dyed back to brown so I didn't have to keep dyeing it because having unicorn or mermaid or whatever the hell color, bright colored hair sucks. To keep it that vibrant, you have to dye it every other day. You have to use pigmented shampoos and your shower turns all different colors and it's it's just a ton of work and it it just didn't work for me. I tried, I loved it, but it was too much work. But even then, like all those bleachings later and then having to bleach it again, sorry, to get back to brown, it was still green. So even now, like if I tried to bleach my hair again, the ends that were still, you know, treated would still be green. Like, it, it's horrible. Don't use box dye. If you're going to do it, go to somebody who knows what the hell they're doing. So, you know, bad and then good. There we go. And then in February, the floods came. And I don't, I don't know where you all are listening from, but the East Coast has just been wet all year. Um, according to the Weather Channel and stuff... 2018 finished off in my area with 57.8 inches of rain. And I think that might have went up from the last day because I think New Year's Eve we got another like two inches of rain. So we had over four foot of rain over the year. So it's it started in February and along with the floods, like when I say it flooded, it flooded over top of my fence posts. So over five foot fence posts were flooded um, the water rushed so hard, gates were wrapped around trees, my horses were missing for a day. It, it, it was a nightmare. It flooded so bad, I could not get home. I had to stay in town with my grandma, who, who didn't have power. We didn't have power down here. My in-laws couldn't get out of their house. Like, it was bad. And then, so I came home. I had the weekend off, which was fine, because we needed to, you know, try and clean up the best we could so we could function with what we had and so that was the 15th the 16th my father-in-law's dog fred got bit by a snake and at that point we weren't sure what kind of snake it was so literally we snatched him up started driving him into work and he he tanked on us all of a sudden he got real limp and like so i called and i'm like guys i you know i work for a vet hospital and i called them and i'm like guys i'm on my way in I'm not sure if he, where he got bit, if he got bit, but he's acting really weird. He's acting out of character. Um, 
told him, you know, I, I took a picture of the snake. It kind of looks like a copperhead. I might be wrong. Posted it to Facebook. Everybody's like, it looks like a garter snake, but its head's wrong. Well, here's a fun fact for you guys. Did you guys know that the North American garter snake, the common garter snake, actually has muscles and tendons in its head where it can actually flatten its skull to make its head look triangular so it looks poisonous when threatened so other animals leave it alone. There's your fun fact for the day. So there, horrible experience mixed with good. The funny part is they shaved Fred's back end to see if he actually got bit because it was in a floodplain. So we were down checking the, um, like the wash-in area because Fred likes the softball. So, you know, the water brought in all kinds of softballs. We found rubber ducks. We found soccer balls. So, you know, we were down there collecting tidbits of, you know, free stuff that nature provided for us. So we needed to check and make sure he didn't get bit anyway because it could turn septic. And, you know, he's a long hair. He's a Newfoundland shepherd, golden retriever. I don't know. He's a mutt. He's adorable, but he's a mutt. And he's long hair, so we needed to shave him. And then, um, so the good news was he wasn't bit. And the other positive to that was my hospital then had a protocol for a poisonous snake bite. So if and when somebody actually brought in something that was bitten by a poisonous snake, not a, not a garter snake, we knew where to get antivenom, how long it was going to take us to get the antivenom, and how much it was going to cost to use it. So, you know, good and bad. And then literally the very next day um, was one of the worst days I've had in years. Um... So I've had my blue healer, Bowser, for a very, very long time. And he's been by my side through a lot. And he was attacked the day after Fred was bit by a snake. Um, I was loading him up in the truck to go down and continue cleaning up down at the farm. And um, I'm going to be dead honest. It was the landlord's dog that we'd have pro we have had problems with before. Attacked him from underneath the truck. Completely unprovoked, I had my dog in my arms putting him into the truck. And that dog grabbed his leg from in between the rocker panels and the um, sidestep. And almost ripped his back leg off. And that started one of the shittiest 70 days I've had to deal with. So, I, I you know, I, I was supposed to have three days off. Here's, you know, day two, I'm headed back into work, this time with my own dog. And that was the first time work got to see me um, visibly upset. I, I was sobbing because he, Bowser Bowser's an older dog. He's 17. I wasn't sure if he was, you know, if we could fix it, you know, what our options were and stuff like that. Um, so I'm, I'm really thankful to work where I work with because I have some of the best surgeons in, in the area to work with us. Um... So we had to wait for all the uh, all the wounds to heal up and everything before we could do surgery. So um, almost a month later, so in March, March 16th, we did surgery on him. And we had to put pins and there was nine screws and a plate to put his leg back together. And he he woke up okay. And, you know, we started the recovery journey. And then, so I'm, I'm trying to go through a timeline here, so sorry if I'm bouncing around. 
So on the 28th, I tried to sell my ugly pony. And here's the funny story. So I bought two broodmares and two filly foals with them. And both filly foals ended up being genetic nightmares. Um, the chestnut filly ended up being parrot mouth. She's built like a tank. Um, I'm going to start her sometime this summer uh, with groundwork and stuff. But she's parrot mouth. Like she's, she's, her mouth is garbage. <laughs> and then the Palomino filly looked fabulous as a, as a foal and as a weanling. And then after we weaned her, even with grain and everything, she just went through some horrific growth spurts and never came out of them. So I made the most bluntly honest sale ad I could. I, I was honest. I'm like, she's got a Roman nose. She's got a neck, Her pasterns are too long. She's stunted, even though we, you know, I was honest. I showed what I fed her every day. Um, you know, she, she was just horrible. And I got blasted on Facebook. Some people were like, you know, kudos for you for being honest. Other people were like, I can't believe you're that mean. I'm like, I'm trying to be honest. Like I'm only selling her for like $600, like with papers, like she's garbage. Like she's really cute. She's got a great personality. She'd make a great pasture pet, but she's garbage. And then, so Bowser was in casts forever. And we got bored at work, so we started cutting, um, like, little decals out of VetRap to stick to the VetRap casts. So we actually started doing that for all of our patients at, um, at work when they're in long-term casts. So not, like, stuff that, oh, they're just going to be in a, you know, a soft bandage for two weeks. But things that are, like, hard damage casts. Like, they're, they're going to have you know, really bad surgery. They're going to be in cast for a long time. We started doing stuff, especially around the holidays. Like last few weeks, we've been putting Christmas trees and snowmen and stuff on them. But it all started with um, me cutting out marshmallow peeps to put on Bowser's cast because he likes marshmallows. And then um, I have my tattoo on my arm, which is also the, I think the, the icon for my podcast, which is so God made a farmer on my forearm. And I submitted the story that brought that, you know, tattoo into my life to Ag Daily, which is actually a news outlet for agriculture. And it was actually the headline on April 11th. And my tattoo was nationally syndicated. So that was really cool. And then on the 15th, my cold black heart was broken and I brought home Sunday morning coffee and Robusta beans, which were the two abused donkeys that oh really pushed all my buttons um they were very very neglected Fifi was a body condition score of 3 out of 9 Robbie was covered in lice um Fifi's teeth were horrible she had ulcers in her mouth the halter was grown into her face oh they were a hot mess but um we got them back on their feet And then April 27th, Bowser, that was 70 days from his surgery to then that we finally got him out of casts. It took 70 days of hearing thump, paw prints, thump, paw prints, thump, paw prints. But, you know, he was walking. And then um, we even took him to water therapy. That was pretty neat that we have that. We had that option in our area. Um... So Bowser actually did did swimming in a pool a couple times to help him out. And uh, May 19th, 
to try and get back into fitness stuff. We did the Keller Run. Avella School District actually puts on a small, you know, it's not a, it's not really a 5K. It's a little shorter than that. But it's a Keller Run put on by the school. Me and Gracie did that, and it was really fun. Um, what else? In May, I, um, after we got Robbie and Fifi, I branded everybody. Um, I have a freeze brand for all of my critters, and all of my horses are officially freeze branded. So if anything would happen, they can be permanently identified as mine. So I felt that since everybody else got branded, it was my turn. So I went back to my tattoo artist and had him put the brand on the same... Sp not literally brand me, because... I'm too pasty to do freeze brand. I looked into it. Um, it wouldn't have shown up properly on me. I'm not tan enough. Um, so I had him put the brand on my leg. So it looks like the freeze brand on my leg. And then in June, old man turned 18. So Bowser's actually a legal adult. <laughs> He's 18. Um, we joked at work. We, we, they, they all call him old man at work also. Because uh, in dog years, he's like 112. Um, and then the end of June, we flooded again, just as bad as we did in February, and we still hadn't cleaned up from before. Um, and I was really happy to be involved with Silver Saddles. We, we've been involved with that saddle club for a very long time. And during one of their meetings, they held a vote to give us $100 to help us repair our fence. And I cried because, you know... I didn't expect that. You know, that that was our own problem. We were still showing. We still made it work. But for them to, you know, unanimous, unanimously vote to help us out meant tremendously. Um, they really are a family, a family-oriented club. Um, so they also gave $100 to a friend of mine, Liz. Her barn flooded the same time we flooded the second time. And um, a family, a family's house burnt down. So, um... We voted to give them, obviously, a lot more, but um, if you guys are looking to find a very family-oriented, you know, horse club, look up Silver Saddles. Um, we're always welcoming new members. We try, we put on four horse shows and for point series, and then we also do a, um, a family fun show. Um, but they, they really do a lot for us. So if you're looking for one, you know, there's my little plot for that. Silver Silver Saddles, um, you find us on Facebook or get a hold of me and I'll get you, you know, into where you need to be. Uh, in July, I went to my first Drag Queen Bingo. If you want to see something funny and have a good time. Now, if you're a prude, don't bother because you're not going to have fun. But if, if you have an open mind, go to a Drag Queen Bingo. That is the funnest freaking thing you will ever go to in your life. Um, I can't wait until there's another one close. I'm 100% going again. And then, you know, we had some good times. And then on the 20th, I threw my back out. I was trying to be proactive, you know, early in the morning. Um, I unfortunately ran the water pump out and I tried to move a 100-pound sack of feed, which isn't abnormal for me. And I threw something out in my back and it was horrible. So I had to take a couple days off of work and doing stuff. Which also meant my show season was done, because I couldn't ride anymore. And then in August, God help us all, Baby Shark came out. And I couldn't... It, it was everywhere. It was on Facebook, it was at work, it was home. Um, that was just my personal hell right there. 
And then um, early in August, we had um, Late to the Party was born. Yeah. That was a good one. We we did a planned breeding to um, my stud colt kid, to Gracie's little bay pony, just to have something to sell. Um, and she was really late because we bred them in April, and we pasture bred. And uh, she didn't show up until the beginning of August, but she was really cute. Nice little bay filly. She's also still for sale if anybody's interested in a nice little bay pony. Um, And then the biggest surprise was we hauled everything to fair and got all set up at fair and came home to put out round bales for everybody that didn't go to fair. And Fifi had dropped us Barry, which surprised the heck out of all of us because none of us thought she was actually pregnant. So she was really cute. And then she got sick, and then, you know, that led to a whole new adventure with new vets and dermatologists and all that. We did a bubble run, and then in September we bought a house and, you know, moved because of everything that was going on from Bowser with, you know, the landlords and everything. And that was funny, like, we were trying to get everything, um, trying to get all moved in and everything, and Gracie wanted to catch the bus at the new house, which was fine, that's fine. And I was like, well, I can drop her off and I can finish up a couple things here at the house, because the house was literally move-in ready. We just had to paint and then start moving stuff in, and, um... I figured, you know, that's fine. I can get her dressed. I can get, you know, we can catch the bus and then I can just start working. So she was bebopping around in the, in the driveway and I went to walk up on the porch and we thought we had a groundhog underneath the porch. I was wrong. It was a skunk. So literally I backtracked so fast and I was just like, oh crap. Okay. That's because there's literally only the front door. There's the back door is a sliding door and I don't have a key for that. So I called my father-in-law and I'm like, hey, so that live trap, there's a skunk in it. So he called uh, Uncle Murdoch and talked to him. And literally, I have no idea how he didn't get sprayed, but it was freaking hysterical. Uncle Murdoch looked it up and told him that he needed to um, hold up a tarp and cover his face and hum softly as to not startle the skunk get up to the trap and very slowly set the tarp over the skunk as to not startle it. Very slowly pick it up and put it in the back of the vehicle and then take it to wherever you're going to, you know, put it to sleep. Well, my father-in-law has a really bad habit of not wanting to shoot animals that he live traps. Like, the, the possum that came back nine different times and was still eating eggs and if it couldn't get an egg it would steal a chicken you know until I finally got rid of that one but um he took it down to the game lands and I guess he felt bad for it because it didn't hurt him or spray him or try and spray him so he decided to let it out of the the live trap and I just stared at him like he had three heads but he he reached down there and opened up the live trap and it sniffed his fingers and then it walked out turned around looked at him like hey man thanks and then just walked away and I was just like never in my life will anybody ever actually believe this story 
Never in my life will anybody believe this story. But that's what really happened. Like, it just literally sniffed his fingers, turned around, looked at him like, hey man, thanks. And walked away. But <laughs> So that was my, like, fun story about, you know, that. Um, that brought us into October. So we set, celebrated our second wedding anniversary. We haven't killed each other yet. Um, also in October, I lost a good friend of mine, Ty. That was rough. Um, also in October, the Farm Bureau did their first annual Farm Dog of the Year. Um, we submitted Bowser. Unfortunately, obviously we didn't win. But we did make it to the top 25, which was pretty cool. But you can't compete with ranchers that have, you know, labs that ride in a helicopter while they go check on cattle. I'm sorry, we're not that cool over here. I, I, I can't compete with that. The 31st, Gracie celebrated her 8th uh, birthday, and we did it, you know, how we normally do it, with a balloon avalanche and all of her presents in a basket because, you know, normally her birthday falls on a school day, so we don't get to uh, unwrap presents like normal. We try and do that and then shove her out the door to school. Um, but we did have a combined housewarming slash birthday party, and I made the cake way too big. So that was really funny because I was reaching out to Facebook like, I don't know what to do. I made the cake too big. It was a really cool unicorn cake because I always try and outdo myself every year. And then um, in November, I started this podcast and, you know, been trying to do it weekly, but we've hit a couple bumps in the road with concussions and some other problems. But, you know, I'm trying. And then... December was kind of... Eh. December wasn't bad. The concussion stuff got bad, but we went over that last week and I'm not touching that again. And then, in true um, my life fashion, on New Year's Eve, I had one of the shittiest days I've had in a while. Um, we had to put down one of my broodmare solid comet, and it went sideways. I'm not not gonna go through that on here. Um, if you're really nibby and you want to know, I'll happily tell you. But you gotta message me or get a hold of me because I'm not gonna tell you on here because it, it really did go sideways and it was bad. Um, but that's part of farming. It's shitty, but life goes on. And what held me together is what I'm gonna leave you guys with, which is Gracie reciting... Um, the Rainbow Bridge Prome, because everybody needs that every so often. So, we're gonna, we're gonna try and dream big this year. And I've already started that with, um, trying to get myself better, um, from my concussions and stuff. I, I've, um, downloaded a bunch of apps on my phone to help me keep track of my migraines, my concussion symptoms, um pill reminders to make sure I take my pills on time and they're spaced out properly. Um, just trying to make myself better for everybody because, you know, if, if you're a nasty, rude bitch, which I normally am all the time, everybody around you kind of follows suit. So I'm trying not to be as nasty as normal. Um, that's a little hard for me, but, you know, I, y you are what you are. Um... But yeah, uh, 
my brain just stopped. Sorry, guys. Still having problems with that a little bit. But, so... We're, we're gonna try to dream big this year. Um, I'm actually gonna end this and go get my truck inspected. And then go go ride horses, even though I don't think technically I was cleared to do that by the doctor, but that's what I'm going to do today because I want to dream big and show my horses really good this year. So I'm going to start now and not in the middle of spring. So, um, again, if you guys need me, you have some problems, you need somebody to talk to, you're having a tough time, you need, um, some Bible verses of, you know, just where to start. Hit me up, DM me, um, Find us on Facebook, BNB Farms, or Callous Hands Pray the Hardest. Find us on Instagram at BNB Farms87. Um, you know, get a hold of me. I'm always here. I can always answer the phone. Um, the kindest thing you can do for me is share this, and I would appreciate that very, very much. I'm going to try and push the hell out of this this year. That's one of my goals, also. Um, dreaming big. So if you guys need anything, get a hold of us. If not, I'll talk to you all next week, and I'm going to end this and leave you with the bonus egg of my little munchkin reciting um, the Rainbow Bridge poem, which helped her and me on New Year's Eve. Have a happy New Year. Just this side of heaven is a place called Rainbow Bridge. When an animal dies that has been especially close to someone... Here that pet goes to the Rainbow Bridge. There are meadows and hills for all of our special friends so they can run and play together. There is plenty of food, water, and sunshine, and our friends are warm and comfortable. All the animals who had been ill and old are restored to health and vigor. 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 Those who were hurt or maimed are made whole and strong again, just as we remember them. In our dreams of days and times gone by, the animals are happy and content, except for one small thing. They each miss someone very special to them who had been, had to be left behind they all run and play together but they the day comes when one suddenly stops and looks into the distance her bright eyes are intent her eager body quivers suddenly she begins to run from the group, flying over the green grass. Her legs carry her faster and faster. You have been 
spotted and when you and your special friend finally meet you cling together in joyous reunion never to be parted again the happy kisses rain upon your face your hands cares the beloved head and you look once more into the trusting eyes of your pet so long gone from your life but never absent from your heart then you cross the rainbow bridge together